Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Today is the 198th day of Be With Me, 7 Minutes of Biblical Wonder. We're in a passage in John chapter 7. Join me there. This is John chapter 7, verses 19 through 24. Let me just read it. Get us started. Thanks for joining us. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet none of you keeps the law. None of you keeps the law. Why do you seek to kill me? The crowd answered, and they make this accusation, You have a demon. And then they lie. Who is seeking to kill you? Jesus answered them, I did one work, and you all marvel at it. Moses gave you circumcision. Parentheses, not that it is from Moses, but from the fathers, that is, close parentheses. And you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If on the Sabbath a man receives circumcision so that the law of Moses may not be broken, are you angry with me because on the Sabbath I made a whole man's body well? Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. So, I want to tell you a little story. I went to a bat mitzvah, a bar mitzvah of a female Jewish neighbor. And it's a coming of age ceremony and the whole community, both Jews and Gentiles gathered, family and friends. And it was a real celebration until this moment. And that is when I found out what bat mitzvah means. And that is, quote, this is in the program, one who is obligated to uphold the law, unquote. And that's the problem with the laws. Nobody can uphold it. So they were taking this 13-year-old young woman and imposing the law upon her. And suddenly what was a celebration on one hand turned into a concern and a grief and a mourning and shock that this poor 13-year-old had to come under this obligation and the weight and the frustration of the law which is what the story is about here today, is that none of us can keep the law. The problem in the story is everyone's blaming Jesus. Why is Jesus the bad guy in the story? In verse 19, Jesus says that your response to not keeping the law is that you want to kill me. And then in verse 20, they lie and accuse him of of, uh, being demon-possessed. And in verse 23, they say, He's uh, angry, they're angry, and uh, they sort of subtext accuse him of being a Sabbath breaker in this. So rather than making an appropriate response and an appropriate judgment, they kind of start flailing and lying and wanting to kill him and accusing him and just going all ballistic on Jesus. So the circumcision covenant uh, is a covenant from way back in Genesis, not from Moses, actually. It's actually from before that, from Abraham, where God is putting his mark on his people. Uh, So shall my covenant be in your flesh, and it's an everlasting covenant. In a sense, perfecting one part of the body, and Jesus here perfecting the whole body by healing this guy. Of interest, I think that that it's curious. You have two two laws. One is keep the Sabbath, and the other law is to circumcise on the eighth day. And so if you have a, a child 
eight days before the Sabbath, you're going to have to decide which law you're going to break. So even in trying to keep these laws, you can't do it. Just right away, you're either going to have to break the Sabbath and circumcise on the Sabbath or break the circumcision uh, commandment uh, about being very specific. It's not the eighth or ninth day, it's the eighth day. So there is a frustration in the law that is that is in this story. And the obligation, I think Jesus is saying here, is don't you see that the law is not working and uh, there's a two-sided covenant. And by the way, you guys didn't keep that either. Only I kept the covenant. And in this context of the Sabbath and the, the circumcision, is that you're breaking one law to keep another. And the law is, the, the purpose of the law is to bring us to grief. And uh, that's well said in uh, Romans. Let me just read that. That's from Romans 3, 19. Now, we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. And these two laws, in trying to hold them and balance them, you're going to come to a knowledge of your sin. And then like my bat mitzvah friend, uh, the law is a weight that nobody can bear. It's an obligation that no one can, can fulfill. And so it's going to be a frustration. The right judgment, I think, so the last verse, do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. So with regard to the law, the judgment is, oh my goodness, I'm in big trouble. This frustration under the law is appropriate. I'm going to need help. So here's the right judgment, I think. The right judgment in this context is, is oh my goodness, I need a savior. Help me, Lord. This law thing ain't working. I'm going to need grace. And so that, so a little bit later on in Romans, this is Romans chapter 5, verse 20, the law came in to increase trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So we're going to need, with this good judgment and this frustration of the law, we're going to need grace. I look forward to the walking through that with you uh, as well. So glad you came this morning. So glad you listened. I bless you, my brothers and sisters. See you tomorrow.